the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Healing Word Program is a ministry of the Largo Community Church, where Christ is honored and people are loved. You're invited to join us in worship via live streaming this Sunday morning at either 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock. Visit LargoCC.org and click on Watch Live. When you tell God, I can't do it, I can't fix it, I can't take care of my own children, I'm doing the best I can, my best isn't good enough, just fall on the mercy of the Lord and spill it out to Him. And then He will take over, He will use you, give you power, wisdom, understanding, He'll do it through you. Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message that will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. We talked about David's fall from God's grace, the grace that was in his life and the troubles that man went through and his family also experiencing great troubles so far that his one son raped his half-sister, the other son killed the son who did the raping and then turned on his own father and tried to take over his throne. Listen, friends, like I said last week, when you sin, sin spreads. It doesn't stop with the person who does the sinning. David then turned to God, turned back to the Lord. He had courage to turn to God. Friend, when you turn to God, great and wonderful things happen. When you tell God, I can't do it, I can't fix it, I can't take care of my own children, I'm doing the best I can, my best isn't good enough, just fall on the mercy of the Lord and spill it out to Him. And then He will take over, He will use you, give you power, wisdom, understanding, He'll do it through you. He will bless you and your family. Now when David came back to the Lord, his heart was filled so with God's grace and glory that he wrote the last psalm in the Bible that is credited to David, Psalm 145. It is a psalm of praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. God fixed everything that David broke. God fixed it. God took it because David gave it to him. God can't do anything until you say, look, I can't do it, Lord. Humble yourselves before the Lord and the Lord will honor that humility. He will help you with your weakness. Tell him, Lord, I'm too weak for this. I can't do it. You have to take care of my family. You have to take care of my finances, my career, my relationships. Lord, I'm just, I'm just too weak to handle it. When you talk to God with that kind of openness and sincerity, God comes through every time. And David wrote this beautiful psalm. He was lifted up in God. He was restored. And he, I'm, I can't read the whole psalm, but it's just in way of review, he said, I will exalt you. Every day I will praise you. I will extol your name forever and ever. Every day, for generations. And now as the sin 
spread throughout his family, now so does the grace of God spread throughout his family. And his family was brought back into good standing with the Lord and great things happened in David's family. And the Psalm 145, you see, friends, God will put joy, praise, thanksgiving in your heart. He will gladden your life. When you look to him, he will make things happen that you're having a struggle making happen or that you just cannot in your own make happen. Now, one of the things that this is so important, you and I can read about David and his return to the Lord and what God did for him. But David didn't have anybody to read about God's blessing upon them. He didn't have the Bible. He didn't know that God was going to be merciful and forgive him. He didn't know but what God was going to hold him accountable and literally send him to hell forever. He had no idea. He didn't have the New Testament. He didn't have very much of the Old Testament. But somehow he got the idea, maybe, maybe God will help me, hear me, and forgive me. I'll give it a try. And he went to the Lord and God heard him. And when he experienced this profound degree of God's grace, his heart just burst forth and he couldn't help but start writing it down for you and me. Thank God he did. And it turned out to be Psalm 145. So now God is able not only to restore, keep that in mind today and let him restore you. But if you haven't done something great uh, against the Lord, and your conscience is not bothering you, but you are somewhat apprehensive. Am I really going to make it through this life and make it all the way to heaven? Well, listen to this, because to him who is able. That's a little word, isn't it? Able, see the first underline? That's a good four-letter word. (laughs) That's a good four-letter word. He's able. Now, that's just a little word, but it refers to the magnificent power of God. It refers to the uh, massive assurance that it brings to God's people. You don't have to worry that I'm going to make it, that I'm going to be able to live the Christian life, that I'm going to fail somewhere along the way. Not when you walk with God. God will walk with you, and he will keep you. He's able to keep you, the scripture says. Now, notice there are two parallel actions here. Keep you and present you. Say those two words. Keep you. And present you. Now, the first is a negative. He will keep you from falling. Now, our life is is like a race to the finish line. We're on a journey, but we're we're racing to the finish line. Now, when any people or any person is racing, they're in a race. You're running. It's so easy to trip, so easy to stumble, so easy to fall. And this is what we're being told: we're in a race. And there are many pitfalls out there ahead of us. Actually, David wrote in Psalm 91 about the the snare of a fowler. He said, there are plots. There are, what are the soldiers were talking about? These mines that have been put in the ground that you don't know that they're there and you step on it and it'll blow your leg off or, or kill you or destroy you completely. The devil is setting plots, scheming, snares, To catch you. The devil is there to destroy you. But the Lord's able to keep us. To steer our lives aright. To keep us from stepping in a place where we should never step. Going to a place where we should never go. Looking at something that we should never look at. God has the power to keep us. Provided we want to be kept. There are some people. 
And you know it's true. They know it's sin and they walk right into it. They don't care because it feels good. And they want to feel good. Regardless of what God says. They will do that. Well, God can't help that kind of person. But he will help the person who wants help, who looks to him for help, who will ask for help. He's able to keep you from falling. The scripture says that God will keep you in a secret place. This is Psalm 91, the same Psalm that he talks about the fowler setting snares. In that Psalm, he said, there is a secret place that he will keep you in. Even though you're running the race, he will keep you. The scripture says, David says, God will keep you under the shadow of the Almighty. You may be running, but God's got his wing over you all the time, keeping you from wherever you're going, watching over you. But when you run out from under that wing, you're headed for trouble. You thought you've seen trouble in your life? You haven't seen trouble when you get out from under the wing of God. Make sure you know where you are in Christ. What a wonderful place to be today to, to make sure where, where we are. See, he uses this analogy of a little chicken hen with all the little chicks. They're, they're peep, peep, peep. They're going out, these little chicks. And then all of a sudden, the mother hen feels or senses danger. And she'll give a certain cluck, cluck, cluck. And those little chickens will run and get under her wing. She's going to die for them if need be. She's going to take care of them. Well, somebody died for you to take care of you too. That's right. And so God is clucking this morning. God is calling this morning for his people to come to him and he will put you under the shadow of his wing. He'll put you in that safe place. He'll protect you and keep you from falling. Psalm 121, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber or sleep. Can you say praise the Lord? He's not going to slumber or sleep. He's, <laughs> it's 24-7. He's looking out for you all the way. So he's able to keep you. Able to keep you. I can't keep myself. <laughs> but, but he is able to keep me. He can do for me what I can't do for me. What a Savior. What a God. But notice, he's able to keep you from falling, doing something stupid, something ridiculous, something that just is, makes you feel good, He's able to keep you from doing that. Just turn to him. He'll keep you from falling. And then in the end, he'll present you before God's glorious presence. God's going to take us all the way through and present us. He's going to care for us. He's going to present us. I got the thinking about it. And I could just imagine myself standing in the presence of God in that day taking the arm of Jesus, Jesus will give me his arm, and then he escorts me into the presence of the Almighty. And he turns to the Father and said, I brought him through. I brought him through. What a day that's going to be. Notice it says, he's going to present me, how? Without fault and with great joy. Now there's two things there that he's going to do. He's going to present me without fault, meaning without sin. And yet I know, I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat intelligent. I know I have sinned repeatedly, yet he says he's going to present me without fault. You've sinned repeatedly. He's going to present you without fault. How's he going to do that? But he's going to do it, the scripture says. I'm clothed now with the righteousness of Jesus. Every right thing that Jesus did, and everything he did was right, right? Okay. 
Every right thing that Jesus did, he gives me credit for it. Think about it with me this morning. Every right thing, he gives, gives me credit for it. What, what a list of right things I've done. Not one sin is in a, there's no list of sin. There's only a list of the right things. And Jesus was the son of God, the perfect son of God, without fault. Now I have on the, the robe of his righteousness. That means every right thing that he did. You see, when Jesus was, was condemned and crucified during his passion, he received two beatings. The, when he was arrested, the soldiers beat him before the trial. You have to have a trial and be condemned before you get a beating. But he was lashed before any accusation was brought against him. They just beat him. And then he was taken to trial. Now he is condemned because of a lot of lies and trumped up charges. Now he's beaten the second time. And after he is beaten, I mean, his flesh open, laid open all over his body, the Roman soldiers took a purple robe and put it on him. Pilate brings him out before the people. And Pilate says, behold the man. Now what is going on? Think with me, friends. What's happening? Jesus is taking our robe to cover our sin. It was the lashing that I deserved. He didn't deserve it. It was the beating and the condemnation of my sin. So he takes my robe to cover my wickedness and my sin and my transgressions. He takes it on, never saying a word, takes it on willingly without any resistance. He takes my sin and covers it. And now he takes his robe and puts his robe of righteousness on me. He took my robe and gave me his robe. Now that's what he has done for all of us who know him as our personal Lord and Savior. Now, that's why we're going in without fault. He's going to bring us into the presence of the Lord, and then it says, without fault and, what is it? With great joy. This isn't going to be just a little birthday party (laughs) with some candles on the cake. With great joy, we're going to come into the presence of God. He's going to keep me from falling. He's going to present me To the Father, I don't have to worry how I'm going to be presented, what etiquette. How how do you come before the the Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth? How do you come with the proper attire? Well, I will have the proper attire. I'll have the robe of Christ's righteousness. I'm talking about you when I'm talking about me also. And then there's going to be great joy. My knees are not going to be knocking when I stand there in the presence of God. I'm going to have a hold of Jesus' arm. And the scripture says when Jesus was born, the angels began to sing glory to God in the highest. Jesus is going to say, I brought him through. He couldn't bring himself through. The enemy put a lot of snares out there to trap him, but he leaned on me just like he's holding on and leaning on me now. And I brought him through and the angels of God who rejoiced over the sinner that was saved, this sinner, when this sinner was saved, is going to, are going to rejoice over me Now that I've made it through, they're going to rejoice again. It's going to be glory to God in the highest. Jesus is going to be happy. He's going to rejoice. (laughs) He's going to be rejoicing. The scripture says, he for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Friends, you know, there are some sourpuss Christians, they don't know how to celebrate or smile anymore. 
<laughs> Amen. Isn't that right? Yes. I'm a happy Christian. <laughs> How many happy Christians do we have here today? All right. <laughs> Jesus is going to be smiling from ear to ear. Father, here he is. I brought him in. He's robed in my righteousness. I kept him from falling. And if I did fall, I restored him. But I got him here. I got him into heaven. I got him into your presence. This is what God does. Lord is with us today to help us, to bless us, and to keep us. Now, this is the scripture that he says in Zechariah. See, I have taken away your sin, and I will put rich garments upon you. Rich garments. Oh, what a day that's going to be. But what a day today can be for every man and woman and boy and girl in this church and in this Sunday school. What a day this day can be. And if we don't have our day this day, we'll not have our day that day. But today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. We need to stop our sinning. We say, well, God understands. He knows I need this and I need somebody. I need more money. God doesn't understand. The only thing God understands is that he is full of grace and love to save us and to forgive us and that we have sinned. Friend, God's not going to excuse your sin. He's not going to excuse my sin. Sin will not be excused. Sin will only be atoned for. Only under the blood of Jesus. And we need that cleansing. Sin is only for a season, only for a season. But today we can put a stop to it in Jesus' name and find God's glory and God's grace. Now, your life, I don't know where your life is and what shape your life is in, but I know that God is able. Remember we sang it a moment ago? He's able, he's able. I know the Lord is able. The scripture says in Genesis 1.1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then in the very next verse, it says, the earth was without form and void. It was empty and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, notice what I'm saying. He created it, but it doesn't seem right, understandable, that God created darkness, emptiness, void when he created the earth. But something happened between... Genesis 1, 1, and Genesis 1, 2. Something happened. That's when Satan sinned, lifted up with pride, going to do his own thing. Friend, stop doing your own thing. Don't do your own thing. Do his thing. Satan was lifted up with pride. He's going to be like God. He's going to lift his throne. He's going to ascend to the sides of the north, there's a, the friends, there's a lot of Christians today that are looking to the Lord right in his face, claiming to be Christians, even taking communion, and they're living in out-and-out sin. They're living in sin. They're flaunting God's grace, pushing it right back in his face. Listen, God's not going to take that forever. God's not willing that any should perish, but God's not going to take that forever. We are knowledgeable. We've heard too much scripture. If we don't obey it, then that is sin. But Satan, knowing God as he did, he was Lucifer, the bright and morning star, 
God cast him out of heaven. The scripture says a third of the stars fell with him, believing that that was a third of the angels. That happened between Genesis 1, 1, and Genesis 1, 2. And when Satan came down and hit the earth, the earth became void, darkness, the deep, the emptiness. It became a total chaos. My heart's heavy for some people today, for a lot of people, because their life is just so chaotic. There's no form. There's emptiness. There's no rhyme or reason. It seems like they just mark time. There's no clear goal out there. Life just is so empty. But then the scripture says something else. You know, God doesn't leave things empty, void, darkness. God doesn't leave things like that. So the scripture says the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God began to hover over cursed creation. And God said, I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back to a, and I'll make a paradise out of it. And God's Holy Spirit began to hover. And when I was praying for this service today, in my heart, I could almost see the Holy Spirit hovering over individuals in this congregation. I didn't see any faces, but I know the Holy Spirit is hovering to bring something good out of your life. Let God speak to you. God's word, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And darkness went away. Let dry land appear and dry land appear. All of a sudden, that that didn't have form took on form. That that was in a state of confusion took on order. God kept speaking until a paradise was made out of chaos. Now, God did this for David. David completely ruined his life and ruined his family by living in sin. Friend, listen, you live in adultery, your son, your daughters will live in adultery. You become a drunkard or you get on drugs, your son and daughter will also do it. Why pray for your son or daughter when you need to repent and pray for yourself? Amen. Leave the darkness, leave the confusion, leave the void, leave the emptiness. Your life isn't any good that way anyway. Only in God is your life going to be good and perfect and beautiful. Now, look at the scripture. Let's go to the the very next verse, and I will conclude very shortly. But look at the verse 25. Read verse 25 with me. The only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord, before all nations, now and forever, to the only God. Friend, there is only one God, the God who created heaven and earth, the God who gave his Son to save us. That's the God we're talking about today, to the only God that can help you. Friend, we get our lives into such situations that no one can help us. Friends, family, no one can help us. And we don't have the intelligence, unless we use our intelligence to turn to God, we don't have the intelligence to get ourselves out of it. But there is a God, and there's only one God. And if we go to that God, the God that Jesus taught us to pray, our Father, remember? He's our Father. To Him be glory, majesty. Remember, majesty. Unto Him be power, glory, and authority, majesty, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord. It all happens through Jesus Christ our Lord. Every forgiveness, 
every blessing, every bestowment of grace, it comes through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then he went on to say before all ages, meaning God will never stop being a gracious, wonderful God. Before all ages, what he was back then, he always was before. What he was then, he always shall be. Now and forevermore. And then he concludes with amen, meaning so be it, let it be so. God is God. And he's doing great God things for people who need a God and who need his help. Do you need God's help this morning? Do you need being restored? He'll do it. Do you need his assurance that will keep you from falling? He will give you that insurance. You don't have to go out there and live like an orphan or a vagabond. God is with you to bless, to help, and to bring you into a relationship with him if you've fallen out of that relationship or to keep you in that relationship. Some people have said, Pastor, you know, I'd be a Christian, but I don't think I could live the life. You can't do it with yourself, but with Jesus on your arm and you on his arm, you can do it. You can do it. Can you say amen? Amen. Do you need Pastor Morris to pray with you about a struggle or decision you're wrestling with? The Pray Now app is available to you right now. Go to thehealingword.com, click Pray Now, and select the topic that matches your request. Pastor Morris will provide encouragement, pray with you, and deliver a brief message on overcoming and living in victory. Again, pray now at thehealingword.com. Join us tomorrow for another Healing Word message. Until then, blessings on you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.